Good evening, everyone. Hi, welcome to the Tammy Tucky Show. It's great to see you all on this Friday evening. And if you're watching a little later, um, I know many of you know I've had like a little elbow-ish injury over the past couple of months. And so I was kind of stuck at home reading books. And I got to read this special book by this special author who is here with us tonight. So let me introduce Byron Lane to the show. Welcome, Byron. Hey, thanks for having me. This is let me make you a little bit so cool. Bigger. There you go. Yeah, thanks, it's great yeah. to have you. Sorry, I was like, you were so small for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm here, full size, regular size. It's all happening. He's here. Hi, Yay. thank you so much for being here this evening. You saved me a little bit in some sanity <laughs> from oh, reading your book. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to help. Yes. And, and I'm talking about a star is bored. Um, I'm just, this is like this new way of doing the, uh, the slides on the screen. So I'm just trying this out tonight. So bear it's with really me. Cool. Everybody. I was literally thinking this is very professional. First, the cool music. And now this, I mean, and you're doing all this yourself. Just me, wow. <laughs> just pressing buttons. That's why I'm like, wow. I hope I don't make a mistake because this is like a new edition they have. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. This I can show cool. your book while we talk about it. And um, it's A Star is Bored. And I guess we should start off with the title itself. Why did you choose A Star is Bored for those who have not read the book or know anything about it? Yeah, so the book is about a celebrity assistant um, trying to manage his um, eccentric movie star boss. And it's inspired by the years I spent working as assistant to Star Wars actress Carrie Fisher. So when I was trying to come up with a title, I was just kind of calling it Celebrity Assistant. And my friends <laughs> and my agent were all like, keep keep thinking, keep thinking. And so I was just really brainstorming and uh, I, knew, I knew keywords that I wanted to use. So like Star was one, maybe Hollywood was one, things like that. And then A Star is Born, um, the remake, with Lady Gaga had yeah. around the time I was going through this process. And so that film title popped in my head and I thought bored because there's a, there's a bit in the book where um, the movie star uh, feels bored at, at random times. And so it really fit perfect. It got me excited. And then when I told my friends and my agent, everyone was like, yes, <laughs> that's how we, that's how we landed on that. They're, they're like, this is the title. This is the title. And it's a really good title. And it oh. does the whole, the phrase is, is featured throughout the book. So, which I really loved out because usually people just choose a phrase and they don't even revisit it at all or they don't, don't even acknowledge it. So I was like, oh, this is actually used a couple times in the book. So I really thought that was clever. It was a really good title. So thank you. Yeah. And it, and it felt cool to be able to, one of the themes in the book is really um, happiness and where we find our happiness and where we get our peace of mind. And yeah. uh, when I was not working for a celebrity and used to just uh, watch from the outside looking in, I would always think, wow, uh, these rich and famous people must have the best lives. They must be so complete and so happy, but actually uh, they're bored or they're sad or <laughs> they're anxious. I mean, it's just like, it's just like us. So I was glad to tie that in. Uh, one of your interesting um, chapters was um, g getting to meet these other assistants and then telling the other horror stories that they have dealt with with other celebrities. And uh, I was trying to like gauge who it might have been. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, I can't imagine some of the things that some celebrities have done to other assistants. Like I couldn't imagine calling somebody at four in the morning unless it was a complete crisis sure. and, and pulling them out or sending them to Timbuktu to get like milk of specific brand. You know what I mean? Like that 
that was kind of shocking to me. And I love those sections where you're just kind of hanging out with the other assistants and just, you know, sharing stories because you all have this one thing in common and it drives you crazy, but it still um, keeps you interested. It keeps you excited to be an assistant because that's a hard job and, and not a lot of people would put up with that. <laughs> it's really true. I get a lot of people who tell me that, um, the portrayal of Kathy Cannon, the movie star in the book, um, maybe they they didn't uh, like her at first. And that was always so shocking to me because when I write about her and when I would spend time with Carrie, I thought that these uh, quirks were often funny, uh, interesting. Um, Carrie was always so good to me. There were never any 4 a.m. phone calls. So I never felt that level of stress um mm -hmm. but it was it was a different world it took some adjusting to get used to and and the assistants in um hollywood they do talk and they know each other and sometimes get together and i'm still on an email chain um every now and then i'll i'll see the assistants um post hey looking for an electrician anyone know an electrician it's always with an exclamation point because everything is always um, a panic <laughs> needs to be done now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a group of people who can um, talk to each other about um, their jobs when they can't talk to other people. I remember Carrie used to talk about uh, having met Michael Jackson, and she said that their chat was profound because they could both skip over all the celebrity stuff and just talk about life. Life, and, yeah. Um, I think it was a little bit like that on a much smaller scale. With well, the, also uh, with the NDAs, I'm sure yeah, um, yeah, yeah, people yeah. can't say certain things about certain people. So mm -hmm. I, I got that too. And and you and you said it was a different world you kind of jumped into. So what I because I just I have to have a list. I have to have things in order. And when I read that you said you kind of came into this position with no direction, nothing. There wasn't like a manual. There really isn't on how to manage anybody, right? But you had nothing. So you started to build one. And I was like, go Byron, because I would have gone crazy if I didn't even type something up and have like a spreadsheet of like what would be the, the latest and greatest of I, I need to do for Carrie or whoever. So yeah. I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah, it's the, it's the first thing. And some of it is born out of not like I'm some kind of genius or something, but just because I didn't know her passwords and she didn't know her passwords. So it started with that kind of thing. And oh, geez. Yeah. And so then we get a password <laughs> list going and a system for her to be able to access it and all that. I used to hide some of the passwords in um, phone entries, like make up names so that she could always find them. And our phones were synced. So I could go into her contacts and update things. And so there was that. <laughs> and then there was like, not wanting to go back to her every time we had to book a flight. So I knew her preferences for meals or sit in this yeah. part of the plane and aisle or window, you know, all that stuff. So, um, you know, once you learn it, you just, I wanted to have her social security right in front of me all the time. So I didn't. Yeah. Right there. Around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you saying that people thought that, that the character of Kathy was off putting at first to surprises me because I was off put by the fact that she did not call you at 4 a.m. in the morning or the character, excuse me. Sure. She did not call the character, um, uh, uh, Charlie in the book, you know, late at night or, um, because I, I guess maybe my assumptions were, you know, ridiculous in what I kind of thought it was. And that it's entirely the opposite when I was reading it. And that's why I found it so fascinating because, you know, you you both had to learn about each other and how to work with one another because it's like your first time doing it, you know, doing this type of position and and her having somebody consistently helping her. 
right? Because yeah. yeah. you were, how many years were you with her again? Uh, with Carrie. Yeah, three years, yeah. Now that's a long time, you know, yeah, considering Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, and you know, a couple interesting things out of that. One is um, she told me that I was uh, one of her first um, assistants that she hired through like an agency, uh, an agency in LA that uh, puts... Um, people looking for assistant jobs with assistants or like they also place chefs and housekeepers and all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, even though I had found out, found the job through a friend of a friend and um, it was a long complicated hiring process because of um, yeah. Gary's business manager. But uh, the people that she had before me were also not really trained uh, assistants. And um, so all the way down the line, she had had these experiences. Like she mostly just hired friends, and a lot of a lot of people in LA do that. They just hire their friend or hire hire their friend's kid or a cousin. And um, yes, keeping it in the it. family and the yeah. Hollywood family. Yeah. <laughs> and I just came from this weird like Louisiana life where my dad was really strict, and so um, I was good at being disciplined and organized. And uh, I was a journalist for many years, so. I feel like that helped me kind of uh, evaluate people's personalities and try to try to uh, get a grip on what they really needed. And so all those skills kind of just ended up uh, helping out. And um, and what a, what a time for me to have learned all that stuff and, and what an experience. Because that was right before um, the first new Star Wars, The Force yeah. Awakens, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so this is like you know running up into that point, just so people can kind of get a time frame. Yeah. Um. And and you know the character of Charlie, um, the assistant, also details it's not only his relationship with Kathy, but also his relationship uh, with himself. You know, trying to figure out who he is, um, his relationship with other you know partners, his dad, and it would you know you there are these painful moments that I think for me, like I could connect with where, you know, you Charlie didn't know, you know, if, you know, felt alone in many cases. And I, and I kind of felt that I was like, I, I totally know where he's coming from in that point. And so it, it's a mixture just so, you know, people who are watching now and people who will read the book further going, you know, going further, it's a mixture of Charlie's experiences and told again through his perspective and also his stories with Kathy. And I, that also surprised me too, because it kind of added another layer to the character and understanding why, you know, they made the decisions that they did and how their interactions with Kathy would be because, you know, everybody has a set version of who Kathy is, but we don't know who who Charlie is. So right. that that needs to be built upon. And and I think you you do a wonderful job of kind of opening that door. Was it painful to write about that? The hardest part to write about was the ending where the assistant and the celebrity um, have to make some decisions. Mm. And um, that was hard for me because uh, in real life, when I left the job, it was really painful then too, because I was at this point where, um, you know, before I, I started working for Carrie, I was, I was pretty depressed and uh, felt like I was in a rut. Uh, then I met her and her life was full of color and excitement and passion and love and art and, and humor, all the, all the great things that kind of help uh, lift a person um, out of depression. And uh, then eventually I started to want my own life. And I had to decide like, do I keep living her life or do I start living mine? And mm. the thing about staying in, in her life is, I mean, it was good money. 
met cool people, traveled to cool places. And then living my life was scarier. So it meant new job, um, new identity as someone yep. who's not a famous person's assistant. assistant. Um, so those things were all, uh, those were scary to experience. And I tried to capture the spirit of that kind of tension and fear in Charlie's journey in the book. And, and again, that's always a difficult decision when you are with somebody for three years and you have this relationship. And again, you can feel like, you know, that the character of Kathy feels in a way, I guess, abandoned. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's very complicated. I, human, human life is always complicated and having different relationships. And I was so, um, I was so impressed that you set this boundary, excuse me, Charlie sets this boundary where, uh, Kathy, or maybe I'm mixing up your interviews that I've heard in the past, but there was a boundary set by the assistant, um, where Carrie, or AKA Kathy was talking about um, having a, somebody, a specific really famous celebrity coming over for a movie night and invited the assistant to stay. And the assistant decides to leave. Mm -hmm. So that I thought was that was life. interesting. That, that was, was the real, real life. Yeah, okay. that happened to me. It was, um, uh, it was Meryl Streep was going to come over and Carrie was going to, they were going to watch a screener for one of the um, films that was nominated for an Academy Award that year. And it was this weird pickle I was in because it was after 6 p.m. I wanted to go home. I was off the clock. And I figured that if Meryl Streep came over, I would still just be, you know, in my mind, I'm like, we're going to watch a movie together. But I feared the reality was I'd be just like making drinks or ordering yeah. food. And I was like, is that the experience I want? But overall, I was just kind of like, do I, do I set a boundary here and say, signal to Carrie that fame stuff is not important to me mm -hmm. and that I have, I have a separate life. And so mm -hmm. I chose to do that, even though it's so nerdy. And even though today I'm kicking, I would have made the like, same decision because yeah. I, I was like, I, I would have made the same decision because if you don't set those boundaries and you overstep, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's no really coming back from that. So I was, mm -hmm. I was like, that's actually a decision I would make. <laughs> Although I love Meryl. <laughs> yes, I know. I get it. It's, it's, um, it was tricky. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I love that you do highlight, um, Kathy's relationship with her mother. And so one of the cool things, so my name, I'm named after Debbie Reynolds song, Tammy. Tammy. So that's how I got my yep. name. Yep. Yeah. And so 2015 wow. came around and I did get to interview Debbie over the phone oh. Oh my God, when I was 17. So cool. Wow. It was, it was, it was nerve wracking. Great? She was, yeah wonderful because we yeah. talked about it was the 60th anniversary of Disneyland and she was one of Walt's Walt Disney's personal guests so wow. we were kind of talking about that in Halloween Town of course so because uh, <laughs> that's what I grew up with that and singing in the rain wow. so um but it, can you talk talk to me a little bit about Debbie personally like what sure. what were what were your thoughts on her she was a true movie star and there were many times where um, we'd be having a conversation and she looks at you with like that movie star look, um, look in her <laughs> eye and that movie star smile. And you just really, I would get lost in it. And she would sometimes have to literally say to me, I'm asking you a question, dear. It's okay for you to answer. <laughs> and then I would like, try to shake out of it. But, um, but I just, everyone loved her and really respected her. And um, I always wore a sport coat when I had to see her. Um, she was that kind of thing. She never called me an assistant. She always called me Carrie's secretary. 
Um, so it was just Aww, those kind of little. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, very old Hollywood and um, scary in a really sweet way. You know, royalty, man, right royalty. there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's Kathy Seldon. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yes. And <laughs> I fangirl more about kids. singing the rain than Star Wars. So oh, that was just me. wow. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. But yeah, and no, she, she she loved her family so much. Um, yes. they both both Carrie and Debbie, family, family, family. And that was really beautiful to see. Oh, ab absolutely. I I wanted to add that. So one of the interviews I listened to, somebody asked you a question about this specific topic and didn't even let you answer and it drove me crazy. So now I'm gonna ask you the question. So um when after Carrie passed away, there was a film that she was promoting. It was a documentary about her mother and her called Bright Lights from HBO. I love it. I think it's it's really wonderful. And it's after your time working with Carrie. That's right. And my question was going to be, what what were your thoughts when you when you saw it? Because it, it's very raw. Yeah, I didn't see it for years. I mm. didn't see it until after my book came out. And part of it wow. was because there was talk about the documentary while I was still there. And, you know, it was like I was saying, it was it was a painful decision to leave that job because there were so many great things about it, including um, also this documentary that was possibly going to be in the works and that Carrie was going to be shooting the new Star Wars. And like I could have my name in the credits as assistant to Carrie Fisher and maybe I could help produce the documentary. And so there were all these seductive things that could have uh, led me to stay. And, and so I left all that. So there was, it was still a little sad to, to watch the documentary. Um, but I saw it and I loved it. And it captured them so beautifully. It captured the love of that family perfectly. And, um, and uh, it was fun to see the, the property and-, uh, and <laughs> I know, it's, it's like, it's, it's so crazy beautiful. fun. It's like it Wonderland. Is. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I was, I, and again, it was Carrie, you know, this was something that she put, to, she kind of put together too. And so when I first saw it, I was kind of shocked that she allowed, there, there's a scene in it. Um, and, and there might be a trigger warning for those who, who experienced the same thing, um, where she's going through, um, a, a, a kind of, um, how would you describe it? Um, uh, she, she's, she's getting her nails done and she's watching funny girl, but she's kind of, um, having a little emotional episode, I, I guess is the nicest way to put it. Um, and she kind of, she allows that to stay in the film. And, um, it, it's really interesting because a lot of people don't see that side of having, um, mental and mental illness. Mm -hmm. And Carrie was such an advocate for that and wrote so many different books about, about it and made so many different, uh, many, many appearances. So I was kind of, that that threw me off when I first saw it because I, I was surprised that she would be so open. But, you know, it just goes to show that she was such um, an open a book about so many different things. Isn't so, that so awesome? It's so awesome. And sometimes I think like if we could all walk around and I don't know, have it on our T-shirt or whatever, all the things that we're going through, I, I just think that people on the street would stop and say, me too, me too to everyone. Yes. And uh, And her doing that was really being so open about mental illness for years and years. Um, mm. I just think she she moved the conversation forward in, in epic ways. And it's one of the reasons why so many people love her so much for her honesty and all that. Yeah, watching any of her interviews are always entertaining. And some of them you can find where she really talks about the creative side because she was also a script 
a script um, a mm-hmm. fixer. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was working on those. And I love that because I, I, I loved her because she would mention what she did on the movie Hook, which is like one of my favorite 90s mm-hmm. movies. So yeah. I was like, that's so cool. Um, and so thank you for answering that question because it like sure. it bothered me so much that this person wouldn't mm-hmm. let you answer it because I was oh. like, what does he think? So yeah. it was really and, and if you get a chance to um, for everybody who's watching, definitely it's called Bright Lights. It's a really good documentary. Yeah. Um, and then your your structure of the book so a lot of people know carrie has her own books and some of them um she uh she doesn't technically write her own name Mm -hmm. as the character but she's writing um her experiences through the character with some embellishments and i had read those before so when i got your book yours is very similar in that retrospect so what made you decide to go that route when Mm -hmm. writing your book well it's the kind of book i like to read and uh, I figured it was the kind of book I wanted to write. And when I started, I, um, I felt like um, that voice was the best to capture sort of the personal spirit of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big picture for me was that Carrie used to always say, take your broken heart and go make art. And mm-hmm. that is what I tried to do with this book. I tried to yeah. capture the spirit of those memories with her and uh, and document them and 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 even if they're they're sort of uh, documented in ways that are full of imagination and um, and fictionalized, uh, that's how she used to document parts of her life too. And so it just felt like a nice. Um, and she taught me so much about writing and living and life. It just felt like a the perfect complement to to um, to kind of uh, uh, honor that style. I really, I really enjoyed it. And we have a couple people who are in the audience and they've been asking questions. So I'm also going to put on the banner. If you have any questions, um, you can put them in the comments section below on on, on YouTube. Um, Somebody just brought up that they are Mark Hamill's cousin. Oh, cool. Congratulations. That's awesome. Hi. (laughs) Put that on your checkmark list saying, hey, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a really good, that's a really cool tidbit. Um, Somebody else had a question here. Okay. Um, so even though you're a professional, were you nervous about being Carrie's assistant with her star power from coming one of the biggest franchises ever, Star Wars from Geo? Uh, you know, I was, uh, so so I studied journalism in college and I was a TV news reporter for a bunch of years. So I would do like the live reports. And so I'd interviewed politicians and celebrities and governors and I, I worked for the news and all that stuff for so long that I wasn't really starstruck and I had a career. Like I was making a lot of money as a professional news writer in mm-hmm. Los Angeles for CBS two and KCAL nine. So, um, so when I met Carrie, it was really just sort of like, let me see what this is about because the stakes weren't high for me. If I, if we didn't get along or the job seemed too wild, I could just go back to my career in journalism. So I was actually really calm when I met her. The only thing that, um, the only little weird funny thing was people had said to me just, yeah, don't bring up Star Wars. I mean, it would be, you know, kind of tacky. <laughs> that and so before before I left, as we were saying goodbye, I said to her, um, and I just want to know, I loved your performance in, and then I said, drop dead Fred, which is also true. She's in this movie, Drop Dead Fred, which is my sister and I watched over and over growing up. And she said to me, um, was I in that? And I was like, yes, you were the friend. And um I don't know. I just think that that uh, for whatever That's reason, I was a little disarmed um, and, or unimpressed by fame at that point in my life. And I think it served it served the job. I think she was grateful yeah. to have someone who wasn't after all that. Yeah, I think she found like 
probably she was just as entertained by that question as you were entertained by when she interviewed you. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> great question. We got some new questions. Hold on. Let me pull them up here. Um, somebody has a funny question. Can you ask him if Carrie ever said that Chewbacca smelled like a wet dog? She never I did. <laughs> She never did. Uh, I know that she just had uh, such fond, <laughs> loving memories of all of that. So even if even if Chewbacca's suit stunk a little bit, I know she would have been a good sport about it. I, I have a couple of friends who work at Disney World. So when they started the Star Wars weekend way back, even before you were her assistant, mm -hmm. they have like some pictures of her with the characters and everything. Aww. It's pretty great. Like that was cool. apparently... That was like when she first started doing those those meet and greets. By the oh, way, wow. I just wanted to show some pictures of you with Carrie oh, so yep. people could see while I'm looking for some questions. This one's fun. <laughs> this was um, backstage somewhere. I, I don't remember where we were. This was in Canada. We we went to go see the Northern Lights. And uh, before, before it got dark, we had time to kill. And we went and uh, rode dog sleds and snowmobiles my was, mom had a question she's actually oh. watching live she said oh, great. Hi, what mom. was it like <laughs> she was like what was it like to have carrie drive you in the dog sled because my mom's like wait what <laughs> i was legit nervous and not just because carrie um she you know when she would drive a car she was very fearless and um i hate <laughs> to say on on a few occasions we would get in the mail like a speeding ticket uh, oh. the traffic cameras and all that. So, mm -hmm. so first mm -hmm. of all, I was nervous about the driving in general, but then we're in this rickety dog sled and the brake on the dog sled is really just like this scrap of metal that hangs off the side and you push it with your foot and it digs into the ground and signals to the dog. So like the dog trainer isn't coming with us. Like it's just us. And I'm like, wait, how do we, <laughs> do I turn? Do we, are we going to steer? And he's like, oh, the dogs know the way. So it was just sort of, <laughs> I thought he was near you guys. Like, I thought you guys were like mm -hmm. racing next to each other. No, he was like, bye. <laughs> and the two of us took off and the dogs just let us on this loop. Another thing they don't tell you is that while the dogs are running, they just poop uh, while they're running. So there's a little bit of like, it's not oh, glamorous. No. <laughs> yeah. So these are all the things. And oh. Carrie did a great job. So those are all the things I learned on, on the dog sled. <laughs> That would have been fun for the documentary. I know. <laughs> Just like have a whole that. hour of it. <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. Uh, and then where was this? In Bali. Um, oh. This is one of my favorite pictures because she wanted to hold hands. Um, we were in Australia working. She was doing um, an autograph convention. And she was like, well, while we're down there, and so we went to Bali and that was a part of the job that was just so cool. I, we got to stay in like a fancy um, hotel, like my hotel room where I was staying by myself had like a, a dipping pool, hot tub thing. The indoor bathtub <laughs> was enormous and then outdoor showers. And that was just like my little thing. So those are, those were all experiences that I just, some poor kid from Louisiana could have never, never done, you know? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I watch sometimes um, uh, Carrie's brother, Todd, he goes live on his Facebook pages and he still has like a lot of props and things. But do you stay in touch with the family or have they read the book or? Um, you know, even when I worked there, I wasn't really in touch with the family. Carrie and I were kind of like. Your own thing. Well. Yeah. And um, at the time, um, Billy was living out of town and going to school and um, and Debbie was right there on the property. and. Um, and so I have stayed in touch with my friends from that world. So some family and some other assistants and all that. And I've heard that the, that the book was well, well received. And 
um, received with the kind of love that was intended. And her family's yes. always been so supportive of me. So, um, and there's nothing very, malicious in the book. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be yeah. interviewing you now if I thought that was the case. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed the book. Again, um, it's a star is bored. Hold on, let me bring it back up on the screen here. <laughs> um, and it, it was such a joy to to read it. And you could definitely tell, you know, you you guys had this unique relationship and and bond, and and it was uh, such a unique experience to be able to read about that because you don't usually get that at all from a lot of assistance in, in, in many retrospects. So, you know, I, I think um, it's one that everybody should have on their shelves, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, if you, uh, and if you're a big Star Wars fan, you, you should definitely get it too, because I'm sure, um, I'm sure you'll, you'll love to hear about um, some other stories in the book as well, too. Um, and, you know, I, I just can't thank you enough for being on the show this evening. Like this was a really lovely you know, time to talk to you because I, again, I, when I was reading, I, I, I breezed through that book within two hours wow. and I loved it. And I had so many questions. So I was like, so glad we could connect and, and talk tonight. <laughs> oh, Tammy, thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. And, um, and it means a lot that it's, the book has meant something to people. And, uh, to me, it helps that special relationship I have. I had live on a little bit longer. And uh, so yeah. I'm grateful to I'm grateful to you and to everyone who's enjoyed the book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we miss Carrie a lot too. I, oh. I do want to mention that like, what yeah. a force, like even after all these years, I'm like the last couple of Star Wars movies, the newer ones would have been so much awesomer oh. if she was in them. And I'm yes. like, Oh, just, yeah. a, just amazing force and the talent that she had. It was just mm -hmm. a, extraordinary. So to hear these stories was also like, it was, it was, it made you happy because you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, she's alive in the pages. You know what I mean? So awesome. it was brilliant. And, and also I just want to, uh, mention your website and you have a couple of Instagram and Twitter and Facebook accounts. Do you want to mention them yeah. just in case too? So well, people can follow you. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. It's just all at byronlane.com or on Instagram. I'm byronlane.com. Uh, some by other Byron Lane took the Byron Lane. Can you believe that? What? So, <laughs> I know. And then, but at Twitter, I did get Byron Lane. So twitter.com slash Byron Lane. Yeah. I'm and follow him, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Tammy. Yeah, Thanks. thank you so much for being on the show tonight. You're the best. Oh, you're the best. I appreciated our chat. I'll see you soon. See you later. <laughs> Bye, everybody.